Hello and welcome to the It's All Film and Games podcast. I am Corey Stillman, back in the host chair. I feel like it's it's been a little while. Alongside me is Dane, Samir, and Sam. Uh, and tonight's episode, unfortunately, is not about the Snyder Cut of the Justice League, although that is all I feel Thank like talking God. about after spending uh, a little over really. four hours of my day watching Zack Snyder's Justice League. Hopefully, Dane and I, the, the two superhero fans in the yeah. room, will at least uh, bring I'm you some content. Saturday. Yeah, so after Dane watches Saturday, we'll probably be uh, incredibly obnoxious talking about all four <laughs> hours of, of Zack Snyder's, uh, what I would call his magnum opus. But uh, tonight, Liz, instead a little different, we're talking about the Oscars. Uh, we talked about the Golden Globes a couple weeks ago, uh, and we may be touching on a few of those films here tonight, but this is a little different. We're uh, going to be talking about the Oscar nominations that just came out, uh, but we're going to be playing what I guess you could describe as a little bit of like fantasy Oscars. We're having a little Oscars draft. So essentially what we're doing is, and I'm explaining this for the listeners, but I honestly might be explaining this more for... <laughs> For Dane and, and Samir, especially, and we're gonna have to re-explain it to Samir about three more times throughout. Yes, yeah. it's a necessary evil. Um, yeah, I, it's, a, it's a pretty unnecessary evil considering the group that we have. have explained it over and over. No, here's the thing. This is a one time. This is a one time. Even I understand it. So I'm glad that our listeners will probably catch on quickly because if I understand it. I'm sure John Nollian will get it within three seconds. So John, if you're listening to this, he already um, John already knows what. We're oh, doing. John already yeah. probably like, knows. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I, I knows. thought the I thought the phrase "fantasy Oscars" kind of spoke for itself, but I realized there was some confusion as to are we drafting the movies? Are we drafting the specific categories? Yeah, it was the categories thing. Yeah, That's I understand. Oh yeah, sure, sure, sure. But <laughs> but you know, so so for those listening, essentially, uh, each of us will be drafting a total of uh, of five films tonight. We agreed on five, correct? I don't make sure that hasn't changed. Uh, so correct. Uh, in in a snake draft format, we will be picking uh, films. So that's to say that you would just pick something like Sound of Metal. If you pick Sound of Metal, you're picking it uh, because you want the points for all the awards that it wins on Oscars night. That means that if Riz Ahmed wins for Best Actor, you get those points. If Paul Racy wins for Best Supporting Actor, you get that point. If it wins uh, achievement in sound, you win that point, and so on and so forth. So any category in which that film pops up uh, is is a category in which you could receive points for it. All categories are worth just one point, with the exception of best picture, which will be worth two points. So there's a, a, a little weight there uh, in that you know you might want to try to get the best picture winner on your slate of films. Uh, but Sam is going to randomize the order for us. Are there any questions as to how the draft is going to go or, or what we're drafting for? Yeah, Corey, can you explain the whole thing again? I, it, didn't, it didn't get it. <laughs> I wasn't listening. I redo it. The thing is, if, 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 even if you were serious, I would still say no. So. <laughs> but uh, I guess before we do hop right into the draft, any early and broad initial reactions you guys want to share to the Oscars nominations. I know we said in our group chat that if anything, we were surprised at how much we kind of like these nominations. Like, you know, you expect to get angry and shit on them and, and, and uh, you know, have all these hot takes, but I think we were all pleasantly surprised now. So I've got somewhat of a, I guess it's not a hot take. So I like the nominations, but that being said, <laughs> me being the Oscar hater that I am, I don't want to give them too, too much credit because I feel like, it was definitely their job was easier this year with with there being less movies and 
us being able to clearly identify what the good movies were. Leave it to the Golden Globes to mess that up. I mean, I don't like my bar is on the ground for the Golden Globes. So I would think that the Oscars, they did a good job with these nominations. But like <laughs> their job is was definitely significantly easier this year, I think, than than other years. Um, well, it's interesting that you brought up the Golden Globes because on our episode, I remember saying, do you think the Oscars are going to learn from the shit that Golden Globes got? <laughs> And I, it looks like they exactly did that. Yeah. I, th- I only, agree. Not I only agree. did Minari, Minari get way more awards than I, nominations than I thought it was going to get. Sound of Metal got, yeah. you know, infinitely more yeah, awards. Yeah, those two than I was noms- very happy with. Yeah. yeah, I was super, super happy with that. And I, frankly, like, you can nitpick, but after, like, I was seeing some, like, very, I think the only nomination I, I disagree with is Delroy Lindo not getting a nomination? Yeah. Oh for yeah, Best Actor. for sure. Yeah, that's that's probably the the most egregious snub. But even then, I'm like, <laughs> like Defiant Bloods wasn't very good. People saying that that should have gotten a Best yeah. Picture nom. I like. I'm sorry, it just was not good enough. I think I you agree. could definitely like, debate that, and and I won't I won't defend the film too hard. I do think there's something weird going on with the Academy's treatment of Spike Lee throughout his entire career. Yeah, I also don't really agree seem with to that. have the respect <laughs> yeah. for him. That, yeah, that I, do, I don't doubt that he has not like, gotten. The, he has been know. snubbed. Yeah, he's been snubbed, and he doesn't have the hardware to really like show how great of a director he is. But this isn't. This wasn't the movie that you know should have won him Best Picture. Like, I'm just gonna be honest with it. Yeah, I agree, but it, it's definitely weird that the the film only pops up under Best Score. It has a great score. I think Terrence Blanchard did a great job. But it's just kind of funny that you have this movie that, I don't know, it came out uh, at a really, you know, uh, intense, you know, sort of uh, like like a inflection point in American history. And it spoke to the moment a lot of different ways. And it kind of became like a cultural touchstone early on in 2020. Uh, and, and it did feature this great Delroy Lindo performance. And it, and it had a lot. And it also featured a great Chadwick Boseman performance, one that I would argue might even be a little more interesting than the one that will likely win him an award in Ma Rainey's Black Bottom. So, like, there was a lot of reasons to like this film from an Academy's perspective, uh, and they still pushed it to the wayside. So, I, I ultimately agree with you guys, but I definitely think it was a missed opportunity and kind of a surprising one considering the the trends that we've seen from the Academy in recent years. Agreed. The, uh, but I do agree with you guys. The, 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 the last point that I wanted to raise before we, we get into it, uh, kind of along the, the note of what you guys are talking about with this whole idea of the Academy recognizing some films we didn't expect i was really surprised by the best director nominations and seeing thomas vinterberg getting a nomination for another yeah round. i was so happy to see that uh, i'm so happy he totally deserves it yeah it's 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 one of those nominations where you know i'm, I'm like wow you know it's, guys, it's not about the, the movie there, it's about the guy that who, like, yeah love about... film and <laughs> like they, they do know what they're talking about <laughs> Like, it's almost like it's their job. Yeah, I mean, it's easy to to watch movies like Green Book win year after year, and you know, movies like Bohemian Rhapsody get all this praise, and to like you know write the Academy off a lot of the time as like a, a, a total joke. Uh, but you know, there are examples, and I, I do think, not even knowing what's what's winning this year, I do think already the nominations this year with the Sound of Metal love and some of the love for a movie like Another Round, there's a sense that like they they do at least understand like what a good movie is or at least maybe we're more and more trending in that direction well here does the, seem to be uh in line yeah, with what, I, what I happened last year another round but i need to 
Oh, great. It's so yeah, really, you love it, so dude. It's so fun. It's on, it so just got, it just got added to Hulu, I think, like, yesterday. Okay. We'll get into the draft after this, but I actually wanted to ask you guys about this this discourse because I don't know if you guys have seen. There's been some debate about both supporting actor and, and supporting actors categories, both supporting, um, where people yeah, have like kind of felt yeah. well, people have sort of felt that um, very few actors slash actresses in those categories were really supporting. Like if you look at actress, you know Maria Bakalova is pretty much she's really the female lead, lead. in Boratu. Glenn Close, some people have argued, is 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 uh, somewhat the lead. Olivia Coleman is definitely the female lead in The Father. Amanda Seyfried is probably a supporting role in, in Mank. But pe- a lot of people yeah. have felt like uh, Yoon Ya Jung in Minari is really the only like true supporting actress in that category. Whereas a lot of others are leads who were probably submitted as supporting so they have a better chance at a nomination. And that's definitely true in, in supporting actor where somehow both Daniel Kaluuya and Lakeith Stanfield are supporting. But, like, yeah, one of those guys sense. has to be the lead. I mean, like, Keith Stanfield is the main character. In the yeah. Like, yeah. It, does anyone feel otherwise? Yeah, like, I think it's ridiculous he, that he got nominated in supporting person. Should have been one of yeah, the but, I mean, the lead. Thank the God, at least he gets to have Oscar nominated next to his, his mm-hmm. name all the time now. Yeah. So. Mm-hmm. But again, in that category, I would argue that Leslie Adam Jr. is part of a, a straight-up ensemble in One Night mm-hmm. Miami and is therefore one of the leads. Sasha Baron Cohen, I guess, is supporting in the Child of Chicago 7. But again, I would say Paul Racy is really the only true supporting actor yeah. in that category. I really hope he gets it. No, I I actually think that yeah, he's he really deserves that Oscar for this. Like he's so crazy in it. Yeah. <laughs> so th- so what this won't be, listeners, is us gushing about Sound of Metal <laughs> for two hours, hopefully. Um we'll hopefully talk about <laughs> well, all the movies. Yeah, well, we'll it talk about be, this. Yeah. I part of me uh, I don't know, maybe I'm just getting my hopes up, but part of me feels like Paul Racy, just the very fact that he was nominated uh, yeah, is really good for his chances. Like, like the fact, I didn't think you'd be nominated I mean, it's at better all. than if he hadn't been nominated. Oh, yeah. Certainly, it <laughs> certainly helps. But, I mean, the fact that, no, I, I don't think anybody really gave him a chance to be nominated, but now that he's in there, I don't know, maybe it means they're, they're looking to award it to him. Spark of oh, hope. You're so, you're so cute, Corey. <laughs> <laughs> well, with that, I'll, I'll hand it over to you, Sam, as you randomize this draft order and, uh, Probably already pissed somebody off in terms yeah, of. Yeah, uh, I bet who's Sam. First and who's last. Sam's going uh, first immediately. Has it, I'm per, am I making this up and saying that every time Sam does this for, for oh, a yeah. game we play on the podcast, he always ends up being first? He's always first. And I always so end up being untru- last. Okay. I always end gonna, up being last in if we're gonna, drafts. Yeah, if we're gonna if we're gonna talk if we're gonna talk about like uh random list generator. If we're gonna talk about people who don't deserve things in competitions it's funny that my name is being brought up right now yeah you're right you don't deserve I to can... win is that what you're saying Corey, <laughs> don't get on my bad side i'll put you last you you uh you oh, sound my god he's manipulating no i'm not okay so everyone for the viewers at home i just put our four names i'm gonna click randomize and this is gonna give us the random list of the draft order in three two one Wow. Oh my uh, god. Fuck. <laughs> we're already off to an amazing oh, start. Oh my god, it's so predictable. Good. All right. Good for me. Keep, so Keep in mind that the draft will snake. So I I mean, frankly, I'm overjoyed because for the viewers at home, it went Sam as the first overall pick, then it went Samir with the second overall pick, then 
Dane with the fourth o- third overall, and Corey, I think, fairly in last. Um, right, but that's that's, that's first fair... pick of the second round. I mean, that's huge. Okay, yeah, so that <laughs> that is how a snake draft works. Thanks, Corey. <laughs> um, Did Corey just mansplain so... drafting? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> so I think it's fair to, you know, because I've probably done the most research, I made this fantastic Google Docs draft that I get to go first. Um, there is a wide list of movies. Very briefly, for the viewers at home, there are seven movies that are nominated six or more times. Mank has the most nominations at ten. And then there's six other movies that are nominated six different times. So it gives me a lot of power. And I think with I the you. first overall pick, <laughs> I will be taking Nomadland. Hey Sam, and let's exp- let's 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 talk about this pick. <laughs> As we know, did really well at the Golden Globes. Won both Best Drama and Best Director. I think in multiple other awards. Not only do I think this is, I think right now the clear front runner to win Best Picture. I believe this is the clear front runner to win Best Cinematography as well as Best Adapted Screenplay. I think this will net me at least four, probably five points. Uh, I think that you would have to be crazy to not pick Nomadland first. I think this has a really good shot of of sweeping uh, the the Oscars. And, you know, we've already talked about our opinions on this movie. um, But I'm also happy I get to pick a movie that I, I think is great. So first overall pick Nomadland. Thoughts, gentlemen? Yeah, I yeah. think you definitely picked the. Yeah, I think the you know, here's my thoughts. In Fuck you, Sam. That's my thought. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's my only my only concern about this whole game is that uh, it could be over like because of our our weighted you know points allotted for the best picture winner, uh, it could be a blowout just by virtue of owning uh the right movie and Nomadlands does seem to be that movie. So yeah, uh, I mean, it feels really good, boys. If you're wondering how I feel right now. So we are now to Samir with the second overall pick of the the uh, Oscars movie draft. So it is my great pleasure to pick my favorite movie of the year, The White Tiger. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. My pick is gonna be <laughs> my pick gonna is do. gonna be Minari. Yeah. Um, Interesting pick, but I think this is a good pick as well. I agree. I, explain I, expected, why I expected these to be the top two. Yeah. Can you explain yeah. why you think Minari is both a good pick as well as a great movie? Well, I think for the great movie, you guys just got to watch it, man. Like, it's, it's, it's such a sick movie. I think I've, I've spoken about this, I think, in our 2020 movie episode. But um, by, by, by large, this was my favorite of last year just because of how well it summons a tone, emotion, and I guess the only, the best way I can describe this movie succinctly is it, it makes you longing for memories that you probably never even had. Like, it creates a dreamy vibe, and, like, it's like you're there in that atmosphere, um, and, like, looking at the whole thing as a whole, like, the way it makes you just feel, um, so hazy and beautiful, um, and why I think it's a good pick, because, one, like I said, it's a phenomenal movie, and I think the Oscars did right with the nominations, and I think that they're also going to do right with the awards that they're going to give and who actually gets the awards. 
Um, the second thing I think is, um, you know, like they with one thing that the Oscars is, um, I guess something that they have on their mind, which is very rightfully so. I'm glad that award shows are starting to do this more is to sort of recognize the talent and hard work of non-white filmmakers and actors and all of them. Um, and I think seeing the pattern um, with award shows in recognizing that, um, I'm, I'm really glad. And hopefully Minari gets the awards that they des deserve um, because I, I love seeing Asians in film and Asians on TV. Um, so I, I, I think that the Oscars will definitely do, do right by uh by the non-white uh people in the film industry this year um yeah i think yeah. minari has a, a good chance of winning original screenplay i think that's very much up for debate i think it could certainly it could i think this is probably the second favorite right now to win best picture uh so it's interesting that they went one and two yeah i think that's what's interesting here is that no, I was just going to say, Luke, you know, for as much as Nomadland does seem to be the runaway favorite, especially after the Golden Globes, what's unique is that it didn't get have to face Minari at the Golden Globes. So, you know, I that's why I think this is the right pick at number two, because uh, if there is a film that could probably most strongly challenge Nomadland, I, w I would think it'd be Minari, just because there does seem to be a lot of momentum for it. Uh, and we don't have like a really any much of a previous reference for uh whether or not no, uh, you know that or Nomadland would come out on top, yeah. uh, and and I I agree that if I were if it was up to me between these two films I would pick Minari. So so maybe the Academy will feel the same way. Yeah, that's basically or maybe where not. I was with my <laughs> my one and two. I thought those two would go first. So we are today now, and you know, Corey, are you okay with me being the commissioner of this, or would you like to announce who's picking what? No, it's it's yeah. I'll I'll do I'll offer some recaps after each round, but I think because you're in control of the board, it, it's it's natural for you to kind of usher us along. That's so sweet of you. You've been really great about giving me uh, space <laughs> to really come into my own. I, tr so I try my so best. I try. Yeah, maybe you and I could do a swap for a pick, so I get your fourth pick. Oh, maybe. Um, Dane, what is the third pick? Right. Interesting. Lots of lots of interesting choices with the third one. Yeah. Uh, so my number one and two were Nomadland and Minari for best picture. So in s I'm going to mix it up and I'm going to go with my favorite and what I would like to, to have a good representation at the awards is uh, Sound of Metal. Oh, ouch, Corey. I, know. I think I think it's fun. Yeah, it's fun. I think I think all four of us here really love Sound of Metal and want to see it at least win something. Um, I think it at least has the shot at sound editing. Are we doing sound? Oh, it will definitely. Yeah. It will. Yeah, it will definitely win sound. Yeah. I would be shocked if it didn't win sound. Yeah. Editing. What's funny is this. This is the worst year to to have a movie that's great in sound, uh, because every year prior there were that would be two points that would have been sound design and sound mixing, but they they finally have combined those categories because you know it's like a debate every year that no one knows the difference. So this year it's just achievement in sound design overall. Uh, which is probably the right call, but uh, it's just like, you know, any movie like A Sound of Metal, that would have been a two-pointer in previous years. Yeah, I think all around Sound of Metal is beyond solid. It's tells uh, fairly, I would say, 
conventional story in such a unique way, and uh, the final product is just beautiful. And I think we all all agree with that. Yeah, I'll, I'll honestly say I I rewatched uh, Sound of Metal on Saturday. I uh, was having just a horrible, horrible day, and I can say like full confidence that Sound of Metal is in top fifteen favorite movies ever made. Like, I think it. I think it was the best movie of twenty twenty. Uh, I'll amend my list to say Shit House number two, Sound <laughs> of Metal number one. Yeah, where's the where's the Cooper rate representation at the Oscars? Yeah, I know. Where, why why is he yeah. not there? Yeah, why is he not there? Yeah, I know. Yeah, I know. Fair Kid. fair question, but um, yeah, I think uh, Sound of Metal is just like it's it's really hard to explain. It's it's really just so fantastic. Corey, you hate that movie though, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, not a fan. No, obviously you guys you guys know where I stand on on Sound of Metal. I'm, I'm a huge fan of it and. Uh, even more, as much as it pains me to admit this, even more than winning this this draft, uh, if it meant Dane winning and, and Sound of Metal doing well, uh, that that would be my ideal Oscars. Because um, I I think I'm I'm with you, Sam. Like I don't think there's a film that even comes close. I think this is by far the best movie of of 2020, and it's definitely to me the one that's going to stick with us the longest. Yeah, it's definitely the one I've come back to whenever I think of the movies I've seen from last year. It definitely has stuck with me the most. So on to Corey with the fourth overall pick and the last pick of the first round. Yeah, you know, um, I don't know about you guys, but I feel like the board really opens up from here. Like I'm, uh, yeah, I'm actually, I'm actually really torn on where to go with this one. Uh, but I'm just gonna stay true to something I've been saying for uh, a few, oh, few months Chicago now. Seven. Oh my god. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm gonna go with the Trials of Chicago Seven uh, with my first round pick. Look. This is this is a weird one because I feel like everybody else picks movies that they love and that they are really passionate about and they want to celebrate. This is the part of the draft where I was I was wondering like how uh, I would relate to the movies I picked because I don't think of the trial of the Chicago Seven as a particularly great movie. I think of it. I think I probably like it more than most, uh, but I don't think of it as a particularly great movie. I think it's a perfectly fine movie, um, but it to me is the kind of kind of film that. Uh, I could very much see the the academy really liking. I could also I see I could see it getting shut out entirely, which is why I'm a little scared about this pick. But I also could see it somehow nabbing even like best picture, just because it does yeah, kind of speak the language of a, of an, a sort of Oscar best picture type movie. So it's it's a little bit of a risky pick, but I do think it has a pretty good shot, uh, at least maybe at original screenplay. Um, and I also think it, it could probably win something like editing or, as well. Um, and if it does well yeah. in those categories, then I think it could very much uh, have a shot at Best Picture. Like this might be a hot take. I honestly think Trial of Chicago Seven had the best editing of all the movies last year. Like I think, <laughs> like you know, where it stands politically, I'm not like super super strong on. But like in terms of telling a compelling courtroom drama, like Aaron Sorkin's just got this down to a science. Like this is such a fast and fun and like it builds tension so well well the um, edit like the editing i guess is like a completely different beast like i thought the direction you were going to take that is imagine how bad this movie must have been originally and the editor made it a good movie by cutting out all of the excess <laughs> well, it, of fat. It, I, well i think i think that's that's super true like i think this plays it plays much less than like a um you know like a few good men or like 
you know, 12 Angry Men, like, it, it plays, it plays more just, like, a, a standard, like, like, almost action drama? I don't know. I was, I was surprised. I was, I watched this two nights ago. It was, it was different than what I thought it was going to be. And I didn't love it, but I, I also yeah, think it's getting a lot of deserved hate, frankly. For our listeners, Sam's immediate reaction after watching this movie was, well, that was a whole hunk of cheese. Verbatim, that, that was the response. <laughs> And I and I don't and I and I and I think the ending is is the worst part of the movie. Like I, I was frankly mad at it, but I I thought that everything leading up to the ending was like was very very solid. I was willing. I was almost gonna give it like four yeah, stars. The ending then, is definitely a whole hunk of cheese. I'm I'm, I'm The ending was just it. a whole hunk of fucking cheese. <laughs> but I think that the Oscars are gonna eat that shit up. So I think that's actually like a home run. Like it could be a home run or it could be an immediate strikeout. Yeah. You know? It's an interesting amazing thing. baseball analogy sam <laughs> i mean i'm pretty cool <laughs> <sighs> okay so Corey, do you want to recap the first round yes yeah, so that was a, that's an interesting first round because uh it you know so sam started us off with nomadland as the first overall pick i think uh probably the, the correct choice samir made another good Thanks, decision Corey. with uh minari as the second overall pick dane has sound the metal a pick i'm obviously very jealous of and I have finished this out with Trial of Chicago 7. And so I'll start us off in the second round. Uh, and it is worth noting, guys, that, you know, uh, do we? I don't know if you guys want to, we can wait until this movie gets drafted, but I feel like it's kind of worth just having a brief discussion about it. You know, none of us picked the movie that leads in nominations. I mean, just, you, when you, when you th- oh, I thought you were going to do this. Yeah. When you think about this, this, this game, you would theoretically say, you just want to kind of hit, you know, just, just give yourself as many lottery tickets as possible. Well, Mank would give you 10 lottery tickets. Uh, but and so I was very close to picking it here, but I'm actually not. Oh, oh, wow! Um, fake. And I, I think we God. we can talk about why I'm not. He's uh, such a maybe, showman. Again, we can maybe wait until it, it is it's off the board. But I'm gonna go with another movie that honestly I'm not a huge fan of. It sucks oh, that no. I'm not a huge fan of it. Oh but I, wow! I think it has oh, a I good shot. I think it has a good shot to to nab. Uh, this is smart. Nab a couple of awards. And I'm gonna go with promising young you. woman. Oh, okay. Yeah. I was gonna. That was yeah. That was the movie thought. I thought you were gonna pick. Uh, this is one that I'm again. I could. I I'm actually very worried about my first two picks. They could easily blow both blow up in my face. But promising young woman is one that I still think Carrie Mulligan, even though she hasn't dominated the previous award shows the way I expected, uh, I still think she's a very good shot at winning best actress for this yeah. film. I think she has uh, a solid chance. Yeah, and I I think em- I think, think Emerald Fennell still has a really good chance. Uh, at, at, at probably I still th- I think this is a pretty safe bet to win original screenplay. I think yeah, I think, that's what I, I was just gonna it's say. It's safe to say that I was. I think it's safe to say that one of my two films will win original screenplay. I don't know yeah. which one. I would lean towards. I think it'll be woman. promising young woman. I think it will be yeah. the Golden Globes. Like I was so confident because I remember when we were doing our non betting, non official whatever. Um, I had my money down on promising young woman winning best screenplay, and I was surprised it didn't. Um, but I think the Oscars. And you lost your house. Yeah, I, I lost my house. Like it was, it was really bad. Mm-hmm. But um, your yeah, kids' I, I college think... tuition—it's horrible. <laughs> I think yeah. the you? promising young woman is very much like a get out type situation with. Uh uh-huh, Exactly. I could see where, that. It's a good comparison. It's it's so it's so the one thing that I can't deny about it is that at least what it attempts to be, whether it succeeds or not, is a different discussion, dependent on the viewer. Yeah. But like it, it is aiming to be so 
original and like teeming with this sense of style and audacity. And if you think about movies that have won in the past, like Django Unchained or um, Get Out or I don't know, but like I think the Oscars is really good at recognizing movies that that have that attempt. Like they really want to be um, something like stylistically daring or like they kind of flip a like in this case, like Promising Young Woman is obviously about a very sensitive subject, but the take it takes on that or like the like the way it approaches that subject is undeniably very original, I think. Um, yeah, I think this is this original screenplay tends to be the category where the most fun films win. Like mm-hmm. I again, like I don't I, 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 I'm with you that I'm not sure Promising Young Woman succeeds on all fronts. Uh, but it's definitely one of the more intriguing and uh, exciting and probably just watchable films on the list. Uh, and so yeah. I think screenplay does tend to be the category where those those do pretty well. It's one of those movies where you just can't um, think about this movie not winning an award. Like when I think of Promising Young Woman, I I just can't see it not nabbing at least one right. award on uh, Oscar night. Um, yeah. Cool. So, pick six is back to Dane. Okay, so this is a movie I have not seen. Um, I, I, I know, I plan on watching it um, before the Oscars. And it, it has, uh, except for a few awards, I think it might win. And that is Ma Rainey's Black Bottom. Uh, I was gonna oh, you that. bastard. Think, that's, a good one. <laughs> that's a very smart pick. I think... Yeah, I think it has yeah, the, a smart pick. the best chance at winning uh, costume design and, I believe, product- or makeup and hairstyling. Um, so, yeah, I think those are two pretty much... Well, like, it, it, it's, well, it's already one best actor. Like, they don't yeah. even need to do right. the award. That's yeah, the thing. Like, it has, it has, that's a great pick because uh, you could argue that, you know, even with, with surefire things like Nomadland and Minari, None of us have secured like a, a guaranteed point yet, except for Dane. Dane starts with one point because like Marvini's Black Bottom has has actor in a leading role down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agreed. So Dane starts out with one point. He is cheating once again in competition. <laughs> Get out of here. Um. Yeah, I think Marvini's Black Bottom is a really good pick. Yeah. I I frankly think it is one of the weakest movies that uh received multiple awards um yeah i gotta say i I really don't like this movie yeah like i'm gonna be honest this is it was one of the more boring movies that i watched last year but but that being um, said but that being said mank is leading in the nomination so who knows oh yeah i know if you want to speak yeah yeah if you want to speak about boring fucking movies so to samir it is pick number seven to you yep um i will be picking for my second pick the movie much to Corey's disapproval soul uh, i was gonna pick uh, that yeah. good good it's pick, a pretty good pick. pick too yeah i think uh yeah soul just has so many of these in the bag um i i, I oh, think it's the, gonna it's nominated, i think it's gonna win animated it's nominated feature for, and best song oh uh, um, yeah it's definitely gonna win animate so samir also starts with one point yeah it's yeah, exactly animated i think i, I, I think score win has a pretty too. good shot or best score. Oh, it's going to win score, too. Mm-hmm. I would be shocked if it didn't win score. Yeah, well, if we I mean, were drafting, you know, <laughs> people and not uh, not movies, drafting, uh, uh, you know, Trent Reznor and Atticus Ross would be a pretty good bet because they're yeah. definitely going to win best score. It's just a matter of whether or not they win it for Soul or if they win it for Mank. They won it for yeah. Soul at the Golden Globes, and I still think that's probably the, the 
the front runner right now, but um, it's got to be feel good to be those guys. Basically, you're competing against yourself. Yep. Yeah, they killed it this year. They deserve it. But I will say, I'm in that's in that score category. Uh, I am pissed that Tenet did not get a nomination. <laughs> oh fuck you! It's the same shit every single year. Dude, One that's... of those fucking Christopher Nolan blah. No, I, yeah, I, I promise you. Go, go back and listen no. to that Tenet score. No, and you. I'm so glad Minari. I'm so glad Minari got in. And no, you're, award, you're, you're not paying me close enough attention. For his for masking the, oh, Christopher yeah. Nolan's like, dialogue. At, like, that's what the score is. Like a true Nolan like, fan. I'm sorry. Like, go back and listen to that Tenet score and tell me that it's not that shit isn't gas. Corey, the theme Corey, the, uh, in for like Interstellar mid. like plays into the plot of the movie, which is so there's see the beauty like, the see the magic of a Nolan film score is that they drone over his dialogue, and that's why they're so great. <laughs> No, but honestly, I know. No, but it's funny. But wait, because Samir, have you have you seen Sam? Have you seen Sam? I know you have seen Tenet. Yeah, I I, I have not seen Tenet yet. I have not. Because honestly, like, if if you think back on that film, like, I know it's it's easy to 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 laugh at Nolan's movies and to say that they the scores drone over the dialogue and things like that. But that score is it's actually I promise you it's really unique. It's and it's it's not even Hans Zimmer who is his usual collaborator. It's It's Ludwig Göransson. He's amazing. Um, Yeah, it's. It's I, I actually like if you were to watch it and just think about the score the entire time, you'd be like, wow, this actually is a pretty uh, unique score and it is doing something very different from what yeah. uh, who would most have thought? movies do and most movies do. Well, somehow who, we've who turned the thought? soul debate into a tenant debate. Like Corey, why tenant? Tenant has a couple noms. I'm, I'm, I'm debating whether or not I'm I want. Who would have thought? Childish Gambino's this is to... childish Gambino's music director delivers one of. I guess, according to Corey, the best scores of the year, which is crazy. <laughs> well, the, it's funny you should say that because the the credits to Tenet also have a, has a Travis Scott song that I'm pretty sure is. Oh over, yeah, 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 it does. Uh, it does. Yeah. A Ludwig Göransson, uh, uh, yeah, you know, cor- uh, composition. So, but it, Ludwig Göransson yeah. is crazy talented. Like he he did yeah. the score for Black Panther, Atlanta, um, so so yeah. many, so much stuff. Like he's so crazy. Uh, but and yeah, like, and like yeah. I've I've I haven't seen News of the World, but like. Like, is there a more boring movie to get uh, it's, attention it's this the year? Cla- it's the classic Tom Hanks boring, like, it's the Bridge of Spies of 2020. Right. Yeah. Like, no one fucking cares. Only, like, 50-year-olds were watching, 50-plus were watching Yeah, it. he's like, in, like, a horse and budget. <laughs> yeah. Like, how is that? That has, what, five? I know. It has four, four noms. I, I could not care less. Um, But what I could care more about is... My pick, pick number eight to finish out round two. I am picking. Well, I I mean I know what two movies I'm picking. It doesn't really matter which order that I pick this. I'll just pick this movie because I prefer it more to the other. And I'm gonna pick Judas and the Black Messiah. Mm. Um, I think after I finish typing this because I don't want the clicky clackies talking over me. Judas and the Black. Um, I think this movie is going to win best song, uh, fight for you. Uh, I think that is pretty much in the bag. I'd be shocked if that didn't win. And I think in terms of best supporting actor, um, I'm kind of, you got to like your odds edging. if nothing else. Yeah. yeah. You got to like my odds. I have a two and five shot and I think, I think Daniel Kaluuya almost has it in the bag, but honestly adding in Lakeith Stanfield, like I think this, I think I have best supporting actor with this. I could honestly see it challenging Nomadland for best cinematography. So I think 
with those two picks, I feel pretty confident that I have that one in the bag as well. Oh yeah, I mean um, Sean Bob at the cinematographer. It's it's crazy to, to to believe that this is his first time being nominated for best cinematography, uh, because just like if you listen to some of the movies this guy's shot, he he and Steve McQueen are big collaborators. So he did Shame and Hunger and Widows, which are all beautiful movies. He did so he did Twelve Years a Slave. Uh, he did the Twelve Years a Slave didn't win cinematography. No, that was like one of the most perfectly shot movies ever. He did Spike Lee's Old Boy, which isn't a great movie, but is definitely like, you know visually impressive. Uh, he's just he's just like one of the bigger cinematographers in Hollywood that is yet to get recognized, um, and so I wouldn't be surprised if he did win this one just as a sort of like a a makeup for earlier in his career. But Nomadland will be tough to beat. The good news is you have both of them. So yeah. So to Corey recap round number two, what do we think? Yes, yeah, so I think the board opened up a lot there. Uh, you know where I started us off with that promising young woman pick. Uh, and Dane made a really, you know, safe but smart pick with Mulroney's Black Bottom. Smear did something similar with Soul. And then Sam finished us out with Judah's and the Black Messiah. Uh, and now, I don't, I'm now realizing, I don't think I realized when we first proposed this idea. But at least by, like, our last picks, we're going to be really kind of picking from the, the doldrums of, uh, uh, you know, because... <laughs> Who's going to pick Eurovision Song Contest? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, it's funny because, like, we're, on one hand, we're, we're going to be representing less than half of the total movies that are nominated at the oscars and yet i think we'll probably it's probably pretty safe to say we'll be encompassing everything that'll win uh the oh. night of the oscars because yeah. yeah it's gonna I'd be, be shocked it's gonna be hard so to, i'm just gonna to real quick okay now i'm gonna pick i'm gonna stay with my pick and i'm gonna pick a movie that uh leads with all nominations and i think that this is Frankly, a safe pick as well. I think this movie, while we don't, none of us really love it all that much, this is the first movie I'm picking that I don't really like. I would be shocked if Mank does not win. Um, at least Best Supporting Actress. I think Amanda Seyfried almost has it in the bag. Um, you know, that Maria Bakalova could win, but I'm picking Mank with pick number nine. This is another one that, like, just... From a sheer number standpoint, like I think make makes out with one or two awards. It would be shocking to me if Mink went 0 for 10, but it wouldn't be out of question, I wouldn't think. But I think this likely will either Soul or Mank will win best score. Mank has an a fighting chance at a uh, screenplay. Um I don't think it's going to win any of the other bigger awards, but what do you guys think of the Mank pick? Yeah, it's tough because I, I was thinking about this with my second round pick. Um, Yeah, I mean, like you just got to play the numbers game. It's like a movie you, you pretty much couldn't let fall any further uh, down the board, but um, I'm with you that there's a, there is a genuine risk that it could go 0 for 10. You think about previous years, movies like, like A Star is Born, for example. I don't know if A Star is Born led in nominations that year, but I do know it was like heavily eight. represented, and it yeah. ended up, you know, uh, it didn't, it didn't go home empty-handed, but it ended up really disappointing that night. I think, uh, I think it only won best song that year. So, you know, you, I could very, I could definitely see something similar, where uh, Mank maybe gets one of the technical awards, either score, maybe production design, or maybe even sound, one of those, uh, and, and not much else. But honestly, in a game like this, getting just one or two points from a a movie could be worth it. Yeah. 
Cool, so we are to pick number 10, which is back to sooner. So yeah, I'm probably going to extend that numbers game thing while also pulling a page out of Dane's book, uh, picking a movie that I haven't seen, but I think has a good shot, and I'm going to pick The Father. Interesting. Um, the Father has been nominated for a good bit of awards. I think it's like seven nominations. Which, six, um, six noms. Six, six nominations, which is no, no laughing matter because I feel like going over six two would be. I mean, it's completely, especially in a year like this. I think it's plausible. Um, but I think that for adapted screenplay, Father does have a. The Father has like a really great shot at it. Um, <laughs> me being the the theater geek that I am, I know that it's adapted from a play, which was received really well, and the adaptation specifically was praised from like the translation of the source material to film um and i know we we all talked about how hard that is and how that kind of fails in ma rainey's black bottom but i think the father i've been hearing gets that really right so i'm excited to see it um i've been yeah i'm i'm excited to see it yeah i'm torn on this man because uh it's another one that i i could very well go home empty-handed but you I agree that you got to play the numbers game. We've drafted all the other six nomination movies. Like you just have to, it had to get drafted. Uh, I honestly thought this would be picked in round five. I'm going to be honest. I like don't mm-hmm. feel confident about it winning any award. That's not to say that I think this movie looks awesome. Like I'm very, very excited yeah, to watch it, this film. This, this movie's actually um, out in theaters right now. And yeah, I I, I, saw that. I was so tempted. I was like, you know what? I bet some theaters will just be like fucking empty. <laughs> like I really, I mean, Corey, we could, I really, we could do it tomorrow. I know. I, part of me is it was like ready to do it because it's like I honestly oh, I'll feel drive like up we could Billy, pull it man. off. But uh, <laughs> I don't know. It's yeah. It, I I was just really torn about it because I I literally was checking like my movie theater app and just being on the app again felt good. I was like getting like a, like a high off of it, you know. <laughs> and I was I was like fuck. Like I kind of want to see the father, and it'd be kind of it'd be like an. I don't know, like, I've, I've all of a sudden I'd probably give it a special place in our hearts as a movie that we saw back in theaters. And Best stuff. movie of the year. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, but, I, but on that same token, and I kind of wanted to ask you guys about this, because I, I feel like that's part of what hurts this movie, is just that, like, literally, it has no momentum, because, like, no one has seen it outside no one has of seen the it. Oscar voters. <laughs> like, 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 movies do need a little bit of just kind of, like, pop culture momentum, and, and the father literally can't access that because it's not on a streaming service it hasn't been available for even like rentals to anyone until just now well and even now let me, i'm not sure let me, if you can rent it or if it's just in theaters let me remind you that in 1994 or whatever year when silence of the lambs came out <laughs> that shit was out for three weeks before it swept at the oscars like something crazy really? like that yeah wow. Wow. yeah I'm like it's crazy. crazy i didn't know that mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. i mean people that have watched this have like spoken the good word that this is easily one of the best movies that came out last year yeah it's just i, I really want to say see it. it's it's very much a risk like um, i don't know but an interesting pick nonetheless mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah i mean it looks yeah, great. i was kind of going off guys. the numbers like, i am really excited stuff. to see it yeah Corey will break break covid protocols <laughs> to go see this movie. <laughs> you know me <laughs> i did it once for tenet i'll do it again oh my god i hate you <laughs> uh Dane with the 11th pick of the movie draft. Speaking of Tenet, yeah. I'm going to go ahead and uh, scoop Tenet up because I think Tenet, I mean, we're getting to the bottom of the barrel here and I'm just looking for points. And I think Tenet has the best shot at winning best visual effects. 
out of yeah. the out of the five. So I'm gonna go ahead and grab Tenet. Mulan Mulan sweeps yeah. at the Oscars. <laughs> yeah, it, I know, right? No, Tenet. I, it's not my favorite Nolan movie, but upon rewatch, I did like it much more the second time. Um, and overall, I mean, you can't really complain. The movie is visually amazing so i i don't see a world where it doesn't win best visual effects yeah, yeah i think i think that's a pretty I good shot it, at visual effects just because that the rest of that category is so it's weak boring. as shit yeah yeah it's bad which i guess it's funny because that tends to be a pretty fun category um with like a marvel movie in there or some kind of big budget blockbuster but that's yeah I'm that's the story of 2020 thrown in there yeah <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I'm not even yeah, joking. I, that's like, a, being serious. Uh, I guess it is this uh, year. Technically. No, it didn't. It didn't come. It didn't yeah. Come I wonder. I wonder how I keep. I mean, this is a separate conversation, but I wonder how the Snyder Cut will be um, interpreted moving forward. I mean, it probably won't really have much award momentum by the time award season rolls around. But like, is it even a new movie? I guess it is a new movie. It's like over three fourths of it is new footage. Is it an adapted screenplay? But, yeah, but yeah. <laughs> like, I mean, you, there's a whole it? lot of questions you could ask about what it actually is. Yeah. Super interesting. Um, Fuck Josh Sweden. Yep. Uh, Cor- Corey, to pick number 12. All right. Um, this is tough. <laughs> this is yeah, really tough. It's, re- it's getting really hard now. <laughs> All right. I am going to, uh, just because I'm not sure what I'm going to pick with my second. Like, I have back-to-back picks here. I'm not sure what I'm going to do with my second one. But uh, for now, I'm going to take another round. Uh, I, that's the safest bet yeah starting out with one as well i feel pretty good about this getting me at least one uh you know winning winning a uh, best foreign film it, it you know it's pretty safe to say that thomas vinzenberg won't win best director for it but um i have at least a little bit of flexibility there with it with another uh another nomination so I, i'm going to go with another round I, I don't really see any other international film coming close to beating it no that's certainly going to win Best, uh, best one as well. You finally picked a movie you really. I was gonna say, well. and if nothing else, I just had to pick a movie that I feel really good about. So round three in the books, Corey. What do we think of round three? Yeah, so uh, so Sam started us off by picking Mank, which you know there's a whole debate to be had about Mank falling to the third round. It is again the most highly nominated film with ten nominations compared to, to everyone else's six or lower. Uh, Samir picked The Father. Dane Tennant, which I thought was an interesting pick, and then I close this out with another round. So it seems like we all have at least something that'll guarantee us a point or two. It's just a matter of kind of what those other ones will do for us. Now I'm still... The fourth round we go. I'm still really not sure what I'm going to do in the fourth round. But by the time we're in the fifth round, we're really going to be picking uh, just just anything, anything and everything. Sean the Sheep movie. Sweep at the yeah. Oscars. Hmm... So I think I'm going to go with One Night in Miami. Yeah, good pick. It's I thought that was the best pick available. Best song. Yeah, it's it's yeah. it's not really even one that I feel all that that good about, and it wasn't a movie that I was a huge fan of. Uh, but I do think it has a decent shot at original screenplay. I, I mentioned earlier that I definitely think Charles Chicago Seven and Promising Young Woman is going to win that, and I stand by that. Uh, but if there were to be a PS, oh, it's not. I'm, I'm sorry. When I say original, I meant adapted screenplay. Uh, wow. Yeah, Damn. I think it has a pretty good shot at adapted screenplay, actually. And the, he's all over the place. Uh, and the reason I think it's a good shot at adapted screenplay is because Regina King was not nominated for best director. Uh, some people view that as a, if not a snub, at least just like a big surprise. 
Uh, and I think that there's a decent chance that the Academy makes up for it by giving her a screenplay award instead. Uh, the movie could win again, like Bebop's best regional song. Uh, and I like Leslie Odom. Yeah, Leslie, Leslie Odom, Odom Jr. is very much in that race. Like that race is pretty yeah. wide open. So I, that's why I went with it here. It it didn't do nearly as well as a lot of people thought it would in terms of overall nominations, which is why I don't love its chances. But I, I that's that's on the on the flip side of that, I think it'll get like a sort of a you know like a makeup award, a bone. Yeah, yeah. both are a bone. Mm-hmm. I think that's a good pick. That's yeah. what I would have picked there too. Did anybody get a Dang. chance to see it or no? No, I haven't seen it yet. I'd be curious to hear your guys' thoughts on it. I, I feel like at least one of you would really, really like it. I'm just not sure who. So, I don't know. Yeah, at this I, point, I'd be curious. Yeah, at this point, One Night in Miami and The Father are the only two movies up here that I have not seen. So It's worth a watch. It's it's not my favorite, but uh, it has it has its, its moments. Cool. Dane, to the 14th pick. Yep, we are... Uh, slim pickings now, boys. But uh, in this round for me, I'm gonna again. All of these are gonna be risks, and the risk I'm gonna take is uh, Borat subsequent movie. I film. thought you were gonna do that. Yeah. At this point, uh, I feel like I could I could predict all of your guys' picks because I yeah. I'm not I, I, I know you guys. Yeah, I definitely think uh, Maria Bakalova is in the top three for supporting actress, and honestly, like. In in another world, I I don't see why she wouldn't. To be honest, I to do what she does. We talked about it for the Golden Globes in Borat, insane, and I I think she's certainly deserving of it if she were to win. I agree. Dan is setting himself up to be the people's champion. That's right what I, that's now. what yeah. I was thinking. If, if, kind of... on a, this is kind of like our best case scenario for the Oscars is Dane wins, <laughs> right? I'm with you. I should, I still um, think Maria Bakalova has a very good shot to to win this award. I think she's won at some of the the smaller award circuits. I want to say she won it at the Critics' Choice Awards, but don't quote me on Did that. She win the Baftas. Yeah. Yes. Look it up because I don't. I don't want to uh, misrepresent that. But she. I. I do know she won at least one of the notable, you know, sort of lower tier award shows, um, and, you know. A lot of those can still be predictors for for the Oscars. I, I think this is, this is a wide open category because Jodie yeah. Foster won this at the Golden Globes, and she's not even represented here. Yeah, she she won Critics' that Choice such a random for best yeah, supporting so. actors, and then she won like three other things that are smaller. Good for her; she deserves it. Samir, with the fifteenth overall pick, um, is to you. With the fifteenth overall pick, I will be picking. Uh, slim pickings for sure, but I will be picking time. Um, so oh, I'm aiming... I was gonna pick that. You're yeah. an ass. I was gonna I was pick gonna that pick too that. with my last pick. So. Yeah, I'm. Damn. I'm aiming squarely at that category that you guys. So the documentary feature. Um, to me, it really stands out as like the clear winner in that category. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So, time I think Fantastic is a safe pick. pick. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, Samir with soul and time is immediately starting with at least two yeah. points. Uh, there, there is a zero. Like, if there is anything as a sh- uh, a sure shot, it's time winning best documentary. It's a. Uh, I mean, I didn't actually love it as much as I really wanted to, but it that ending is one of like the best endings I've seen in a documentary ever. Like, 
just fantastic uh, editing and uh, control from the director. It was, it was it was really good. Yeah, the documentary category is pretty fun this year. I, I thought Crip Camp was a pretty good documentary. If you guys uh, haven't seen it's that, on Netflix. And I, and I don't know. My octopus and my octopus teacher is very good. Yeah, too. my octopus teacher is also on Netflix. Oh, I, and I love thought, I thought it was my pretty octopus fun. teacher. And Aww. the the mole agent is on Hulu. I highly recommend the mole agent as well. It's actually like a pretty funny. Uh, it's like almost like a com- like a comedic documentary. Yeah, it's about I always, a, a, I always a guy who infiltrates a nursing home. I always <laughs> uh, use the Oscars to uh, map out documentaries for that I need to watch. Yeah, so, and then yeah. I I haven't seen Collective, but Collective looks really interesting as well. It's about like yeah, people said are speaking really highly of Collective. Yeah, and it's, and that that has a second nomination, and it's pretty rare to see a documentary get nominated for best international film. So it's a, it's a pretty fun category, if nothing else, documentary. And I I think it's interesting you say that time. I mean, I agree that time's the favorite. I was gonna pick it, uh, assuming it was gonna win as well. But I I wouldn't count out really any of these films, but especially Crip Camp. Uh, mostly because Crip Camp it comes from uh, uh, the Obama's production company, uh, mm-hmm. which they have previous success at the Oscars. They, they, they have won connected. for American. They're Factory. gonna rig the. They're gonna rig the Oscars. <laughs> I mean, honestly, yeah. I'm, but American Factory was their film. And American Factory won. Uh, I think it was last year. Or was it the year before? Uh, and I, I I love that film on a personal level, but I also think. Um, I mean, <laughs> Samir said it as a joke, so, but I also oh, Corey, could yeah, kind of see there, like, there being a sort of soft spot for the Obamas. Yeah, like, so if, if my movie doesn't win, do I get the rights to be like, oh, it's the Obamas, that's why I lost the draft. The Obamas did this to me. <laughs> yeah, that, that's, you can literally say, thanks, Obama. God damn yeah, the Obamas. You literally yeah. can. Turn into like a 65-year-old <laughs> Texan Republican. Oh, <laughs> the Obamas. Uh What's the yeah? It, I want to. There's a they, they have a, a name for their company that's like it's kind of a like a corny name. Uh, um, the Hope Foundation. <laughs> nah, it's called a uh, Higher Ground. Higher Ground Productions. Well, they took the higher ground, didn't yeah, they? Yeah, something about the name. I just find a little uh, little cheesy. Oh, whatever. You're just a snarky little leftist. <laughs> yes, little I snarky. am. Hey, I, I think they make good movies. I, I like that they're they're in this business and not the the uh, the, po- the politics business anymore. <laughs> the, <laughs> I was, was going to say something way way harsher. Yeah, 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 we're going to say the dri- the blowing people up. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's like what that. I was going. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um. Okay, so it's to me pick sixteen. I am going to take a movie with this pick. I don't know my second pick, but I'm actually surprised this this fell to me. Because I think it has a good chance of winning uh, makeup and costume design. And that is Corey's favorite, uh, Emma. Emma. So I yeah, th- it's, a really, it's a good pick. Yeah, so I think Emma only has two nominations. But I think it has a, a very strong chance of winning at least one of those. Um, with it being... Uh, the only period piece that's nominated in it, and period pieces tend to do really well for makeup and costume design. Um, I haven't seen it yet. I I will definitely check this movie out. Um, but yeah, I think I th- I'm 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 kind of surprised this this fell so far because I think this is does have a a pretty strong chance of getting me two points. Thoughts, boys. Yeah, Corey, I agree. That probably was gonna be my my pick. One because I'm just I'm just sad looking at my board at how like 
you know, dispassionate I am about my films. Like, I don't really love a lot of them outside of another round. So I wanted to pick another one that not only do I really like, but I agree, I think uh, could definitely snag something uh, in, in those categories. The, I, I didn't expect it to get any love at the Oscars. The fact that it got these noms makes me feel like, you know, pretty good about its chances of winning. I'm, I'm going to remind myself real quick who, who it's up against. I think it has I think a, a Ma Rainey shot. qualifies to period piece, right? Doesn't it? Yeah, yeah and, and it, it, 40s or 50s. It, it'll it's yeah, it's yeah. up against Ma Rainey's in both categories. Um yeah. but I mean if, if it's up to me, I, Emma, especially in terms of uh costume design, I think is like far and away the, the best in this category. It's really impressive in that regard. I agree. Um so Corey, <laughs> let's uh let's hear round four and could you stall a little so I could pick the next find out what my Thanks, next pick Sam. is. Thanks. Yeah, but I'm, I'm not gonna stall I'm not gonna stall too long because uh I, uh, oh, you already got the advantage of the first pick, but yeah. So I started us out with with one night in Miami, uh, and then Dane gave us Borat two. Samir chose Time, which you know we had a little talk about the documentary category there, and Sam chose Emma, uh, which is an interesting choice as well. Yeah, this these are these are fun actually in the last few rounds because I think the first couple rounds, you know, are we're all going to get our get our points out of those rounds to to some extent. It's really kind of these lottery tickets at the end here uh, that that could win or lose us th- this draft. Like you know, it's like when you play fantasy football. You know, maybe that that, that last pick, you could just pick your kicker or your defense, uh, or you could maybe find like a tight end or a wide receiver who ends up having a breakout year. And so we'll see as Sports. we head into our head into our last round. Sports. Which Sports. which film will have, will be the uh, the? Which film is going to this? I can't I can't think of a player who had a breakout year this year. I chose Jonu Smith in my in my last round of our fantasy draft with a bunch of betas who had a pretty good year by by tight end standards. So maybe we'll, we'll get a Jonu Smith out of out of this That's last so round. That's so cool I did, from uh, Corey. Everyone give a round of applause for Corey. Jonu Smith, he's a <laughs> Philly native, just signed with the New England Patriots. I've done uh, yeah. like four fantasy leagues, and I've lost, come in last place in every one of them. Yeah. Guys, I don't know if you, you know this. Place. I bet that's I, shocking. I don't. Know if you, I I have won the, the beta fantasy day. football league in back to back years. Wow! Wow! Yeah. <laughs> God, he's handsome. Welcome he... to the stage, Corey Stillman for the Oscar. <laughs> I, I just I'm just I'm just a winner. I'm just I'm just the more I more time goes on, the more I realize I just tend to win. <laughs> yeah, winning. We're in. Um. So I th- I think it's uh, I frankly have no fucking clue. Um. So with. The, I'm sitting here gloating just to buy you time, and you you still can't figure it out. Yeah, I know. Thank God Corey can jack himself off for a little <laughs> bit so I can uh, pick this next movie. And Twin Peaks. I, oh, I wish. Oh, my God. So you just sounded there like Trisha Paytas. Be... Oh, my God. Oh, shut the fuck up. Um, so it's either picking a thing. Oh, fuck me. I am going to go... Fuck it. I'm gonna go with Hillbilly Elegy. Nah. Oh my god. Um, this is not something I wanted to pick. I just yes, think that did. there's a possible... I know, I love <laughs> um, I love the Coastal Elites. Everyone knows that. You know, born and raised right on the ocean. Um, and I don't feel confident, but honestly I could see a world in which this Winzo Award and Twitter gets mad. And I can sit there and be mad with everyone, but then also be secretly happy <laughs> that I uh I won one award. You know, Glenn Close could could nab 
Best Supporting Actress. I feel more confident about winning that. Um, but I'm going to be honest, I, I didn't feel confident about anything left on the board winning anything. No. So I, I chose something that's nominated for two things as opposed to only one. Which takes us to Samir with pick 18. Samir, how do you feel about that pick as the lone person to have seen Hubbleology? <laughs> I think, see, I, I understand the situation that Sam is in, so I can't, I can't get too mad at him. But that being said, <laughs> you were you were definitely underestimating how shitty Hillbillyology is. <laughs> I mean, the Oscars might like it. The Oscars might like it, but that movie is garbage, like objectively. Um, yeah, and even the fact yeah. that it's it's two nominations are are Glenn Close and then makeup and hairstyling. And I feel like there's almost something inherently offensive about it being nominated in makeup and hairstyling because it's just this idea right, that yeah. like. They had to really make over these actors in order to turn them into those, to make those ugly trash. Appalachia people, you know? <laughs> like, it's just... Yeah, it's, it's not, not ideal. Yeah. So I guess I'm the villain again. Good to know. One way or the other. It uh, yeah. So, why? Um, so Samir, with pick 18. Um, with my newest pick, I'm like 95% sure this hasn't been picked yet, but for some reason I'm forgetting. So I'm going to... Go ahead and pick Mulan. Um, the reason mm. I'm picking Mulan is because I'm looking through these categories and I I actually think that it has a decent chance for visual effects. Um, because the nominees are Love and Monsters, The Midnight Sky, Mulan, the one and only Ivan and Tenet. Um, I think I think Mulan can take on Tenet in visual effect. Um, just because it's a really big budget Disney movie. And I didn't, I didn't watch it. I didn't watch Mulan. But the first, I guess, fifteen or twenty minutes that I did see, the visual effects looked looked all right. And Mulan seems to have been nominated for two other categories, I think. So even like on a numbers perspective, it seems all right. Um, so I think, I think if I had to say, like for visual effects, like I, I'm feeling like decent like 75 percent that mulan might get it so th those are odds 75? that uh, over ten it i'm just confused odd. Did, did, wait did anybody watch mulan no no i'm just confused because what what really even are the visual effects like it i know it sh it stripped the the animated version like it doesn't have a you know a cgi talking dragon or anything it's just like a kind of a classic like wuxia sort of film so yeah I mean, again so i haven't like, seen it but at least there's not really the fight much going on there stuff um like i, I know yeah, see that's the thing like everything i've heard about this movie has been a parody like the the one scene i guess it was on like viral on twitter where like uh he like throws like a hat and like it bounces off the wall and it like springs into the air so i guess like like visual or cool special effects during fight scenes Bouncing like <laughs> yeah hey if if Sam can pick Hillbilly Elegy for how terrible um, it is, I could probably pick Mulan. <laughs> um, wow, I'm really setting the standard for shitty yeah. last round picks. Glad to know. Yeah, but I, I, I do okay, think Dave. it has a decent chance in visual effects, though. That, that might be my hot take of the night. Um, but... That sounds like a hot take to me. Yeah. I would be shocked if Tenet, Tenet didn't. Yeah, I just feel like I, I, knowing nothing about this visual effects in... Mulan and and having no idea what Love and Monsters even is, knowing the one and only Ivan is just like a CGI gorilla, basically. I think 
<laughs> and uh, the Midnight Sky, I guess, is like the, oh, it's snow that effect. movie. I forgot. I just, yeah, I forgot what. I just feel like it'd be oh it'd be so. The only way you wouldn't give this a tenant it would be if you just really hate Christopher Nolan and you want to say yeah. fuck you to him because it's like I don't know it's it like it's clearly doing something a little more ambitious than like making a fake gorilla or you know putting some snow effects over George Clooney's big white beard. <laughs> good points. Good points. Good points. Good points. Uh, that takes us to Dane with the nineteenth pick, the penultimate. Pick. Yep. So I. I'm turning to the Golden Globes for this one, and I think for Best Actress, oh. I, there's nothing Andre really Day. left. <laughs> yep, I'm gonna go with the United yeah. States versus yeah, Billie Holiday. You stole that one from me. Um, I feel like out of all the nominees so far, and out of all the picks, like this is the only other one that I could possibly think could have any shot at winning. Um. And yeah, I'm basing that off of the Golden Globes, which probably yeah. is yeah. a good thing to base I mean, it off of. I, no, I, no, I, I think it's I, actually a. This great is pick. a good. This is a good pick. This that was the other thing I was looking at. With this, yeah, I, this would have. I think this is a better pick than Mulan or Hillbilly Elegy. I would have. I would have done this uh, if I was if I was one of those guys, just because I think. Thanks, Corey. Uh, like you said, Dana's <laughs> at least a precedent for for knowing that this movie could could win, and honestly. Uh, I still think her her Andre Day's odds are pretty good heading into Oscar night. Corey, with the last overall pick, what are we looking at? Yeah, I really have no fucking idea because that was going to be my pick. <laughs> um, you know, part of me wants to pick a movie I like here just again to have something a little, I feel a little more passionate about. Uh, but yeah, <laughs> pick it. You won't do it. You know, you won't. No, you know what? I'm gonna um go off what I said a little bit earlier. Um, again, I think time has a is is has documentary locked up, but I'm gonna go with Crip Camp just to see if maybe I could pull out an upset in documentary. Uh, and that's and a, a that's point. a good yeah. final pick. Uh, I, I should have probably hedged my bets and done that. <laughs> yeah, I was I was honestly I was thinking that Samir was just gonna pick Crip Camp in his final thing. And yeah, just make sure at least I was I, one of them. Yeah, was I was worried about that. Yeah. Well, yeah, so I think Crip Camp of the of the final things is the only other movie that I see having like a fighting chance at winning an award. Right. Um I still think Time has is the far and away favorite and deservedly so. Uh but yeah, I mean, like like I said about with like the Obama's involvement, I do think has some weight, believe it or not. Uh, and I, I mean, this this was a very very good movie. It was pretty widely seen, and I think it got a lot of buzz kind of early on in the pandemic. It was sort of part of that like Tiger King wave uh, yeah. of you know like we're all just sitting at home watching shit all the time with this new pandemic that just started. Let's watch this movie Crip Camp, and it did get a lot of momentum in that sense. And so who knows? Maybe it stuck with voters for that reason. Great. Well, so Corey, let's run through the final. Yeah, final I'll, round. I'm gonna run through the final round. I'm gonna run through each of our rosters, and we can we can give some thoughts on those, uh, and we can also talk about what was not picked because I do think yeah there are a couple movies that you know for as much as we were talking about scraping the bottom of the barrel, there are some movies out there that um it's it, it you know it's it's worth discussing why they didn't get picked. So in that final round, Sam gave us Hillbilly Elegy, followed by Samir with Mulan. Uh, Dane made what I think again is actually a really good pick with U- United States versus Billy Holiday. Uh, I think it's a terrible movie. You can listen to our Golden Globes episode here, hear my thoughts <laughs> on it. But I do think it's a it's a good pick. Then I close this out with Crip Camp. So just running through really quick uh, what we're dealing with here. 
Sam has Nomadland, Judas and the Black Messiah, Mank, Emma, and Hillbilly Elegy. Samir has Minari, Soul, The Father, Time, and Mulan. Dane, uh, and I agree with what Sam said earlier. Dane has like just kind of like the people's slate of films here. He has Sound of Metal. Uh, yeah, except for his final pick. Yeah. Sound of Metal, Ma Rainey's Black Bottom, Tenet, Borat 2, and United States vs. Billy Holiday. And Corey, I have Trial of Chicago 7, Promising <laughs> Young Woman, Another Round, One Night in Miami, and Crip Camp. So, you know, an interesting... Uh, I will say no one really jumps out to me as, like, the obvious favorite here. Usually, like, yeah. I do Wait, feel like... really? I'm not... I don't know if I'm getting overconfident, but I feel really fucking good about draft i i think i i think i'm far and far and away i i i, I agree with you mo- mostly because i know about anything it's that sam cannot win at any type of <laughs> i know my con- game i know yeah. i assumed that Corey had lost picking fucking holy motors but <laughs> still eating my words on that yes so. and i and i'm I, I, and i'm still milking my love for holy motors weeks weeks later i think what's interesting is that if the Oscars go a specific way, each I wouldn't be surprised if each one of us won. Right. Like, I think Samir, yeah. if Minari does well, like Samir has a very fi- like a very good chance of winning. I think Dane has a very consistent thing down the board. Right. And then and then Corey picked a bunch of wild cards <laughs> that could that could do well or or could get nothing. Yeah, I think Corey's um, is kind of an all or none. Situation. That's I I agree with you. Unfortunately, I I could easily walk away with like one point on the night. It could I could literally see just another round getting me a point, uh, but I could see all these films somehow surprising. Yeah, I think I would be surprised. I I feel like I picked at least a top two, uh, draft with mine. Um, I think I think Ma for me. I think Ma Rainey certainly is gonna get me some points. Sound of Metal. I think Sound of Metal holds some pretty solid competition in a lot of categories. I mean, I don't necessarily think it's the front runner in a lot of them, but I I do think if a movie is going to surprise us, it's going to be Sound of Metal. Yeah. What's interesting is I feel like we'll know pretty early into the night who's going to win just by sort of the the momentum of a certain movie. Like if Sound of Metal Mm -hmm. starts racking up a lot of these smaller technical awards, you know, that might be a reason to start paying attention to it and say, wow, maybe this is like a big favorite uh, uh, for the Academy. Uh, and there's reason to to believe it, it could it could be it could win big throughout the night, you know. Same goes for for any of these. For Minari, I think is the best example of that. Like Minari could really be sort of a uh, a tone setter uh, for you know with guys like uh, you know well, St- Stephen Yoon will be hard to beat Chadwick Boseman, but you know I think you know uh, Yoon Ja Yoon has a very good shot at supporting actress, and Minari has a good shot in some of those smaller categories. So it'll be it'll be this is going to make watching the Oscars a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. I think I think the biggest thing we have to say is if Nomadland performs the way it performs at gold that it did at the Golden Globes, uh, all of this is kind of for naught. Yeah, it kind of comes down to <laughs> yeah, first pick. That's if, what it comes if, down to. Like it, it does come down to, and that's why it's stressful to be the first pick. But it also puts me kind of in the driver's seat because if Nomadland performs as well as it did at the Golden Globes. It will be a it will be a runaway. But if it if it if it underperforms, 
it's very likely that I don't win. Yeah. Kind of comes down yeah. to that. It I, changed, I think yeah, it changed my whole strategy that. once I found out I had the fourth pick. Because, yeah, yeah like, I, I think we all probably went into tonight hoping to get Nomad Land. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. So, yeah, how I are you think, feeling? I think, yeah, I, I actually am feeling pretty good for once um, about, <laughs> about my, my <laughs> choices for on this podcast. <laughs> Um, so we're just not bowing out early again. Yeah, yeah, no, because the thing is, four out of five of my films, I actually do feel really strong will net me, um, will net me some points, uh, especially with Minari and um, Soul. Yeah, you got those uh, points in the bag. Mm-hmm. See, I'll be honest, and, but I, and this again, I say this having not seen it, but I don't really see a path for the father to win any awards. Yeah, me neither. I was shocked that that went in round three. That's see, the most shocking of all of them, probably for me. I don't know. See, because I, I, I'm only maybe it's like <laughs> kind of like the bias of me reading the reviews about how good the adaptation of the screenplay was. I could easily see like something like Nomadland winning that category. But that being said, like at that point in the game of this, I guess it was just kind of like trying to maximize the numbers. And it's six nominations. I was like, okay, like. Oh yeah, Might it definitely well deserved to be drafted. Shot, you know. It's yeah. interesting that um, uh, the one movie I thought—I mean, it's hard for us to talk about because we haven't seen it—but while we were all scraping the bottom of the barrel, none of us took a flyer on News, news of the World. Which, I was going to say that's yeah. the that's the number one. That is the only movie, in fact, that had received multiple nominations that did not get picked, and it had a size. It had four nominations. Right. That's that's, that's not nothing. Yeah. 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 That's not nothing. I just have no confidence yeah. whatsoever that that was going to win any single award, especially for the awards that it was in. It there's no hype. It just seems movie. like a very yeah. mid movie, like that, and that's where yeah, it's going it to fall so... in the categories. It's nominated. Yeah, yeah, yeah it'll just yeah, no, be kind of. I haven't. Yeah, no, yeah, but it's I, the same I, way I, I feel feeling... about. Uh, I... It's the same way I kind of feel about the father. It's like. If a movie's not going to be available for anyone to watch anywhere, it's really hard to expect it to to do. But very that well. being said, that that's part of what I'm, right? I'm. But here's the thing. I'm, here's the thing. But 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 that being said, I can totally see the Academy being those snobs just giving the movie true. an award just to be like, "Oh, I've seen it before, you guys." Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> we, we have it. In oh, we saw yeah. this. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I, I mean, honestly, totally it's funny. I say that, but. That. One of my movies, you could accuse of the same thing. Promising Young Woman really has has not been all that accessible mm-hmm. to people either. I still don't think yeah, you can stream it. It's still a $20 rental. Which is, which is shocking because it, it, it has the tone of a movie that would get a wide release. And that would be right. readily available mm-hmm. to a lot of people. Like yeah, I, I, lot, I, just but... feel like, I just feel like in a year where movies have been accessible more than ever uh, and... You know, more, probably I would imagine more people this year than ever before can say that they've seen a vast majority of the the Oscar noms. In a year where that's the case, it would be kind of a shame to recognize movies like The Father or News of the World or even Promising Young Woman to a certain extent. When it's like, like, why not for once finally like, you know, include everyone in the moment? Like, you're so close to being able to do that. You know, why but include the these movies that you have still to pay thirty dollars to rent? They don't. Their blood. Yeah, it's, it's true. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and that's that's the um, thing too. It's it's always like, as once if a certain movie gets best best picture or wins some type of award, it always gets a lot of traction after the Oscars. Um, right. Silence I, of the Lambs. I I hope that is 
if I hope that for any movie uh nominated, it would be Promising Young Woman. I I I know like we all kind of had our mixed opinions on it. I really liked it. Um, and I think it is deserve a lot of people deserve to be able to see that movie. I agree with you there. Oh definitely. yeah, I, know, I mean, there's aspects uh, of it that I love for sure. Um, but yeah, my my yeah. overall take on it is definitely mixed. But there there are parts of it that I admire a lot. Um, you know, and I agree. Yeah, I I'm agree feeling, with you I'm that, feeling pretty that good last about sentence you said. Like, it deserves to be seen. It definitely deserves to be seen because it's definitely a really unique vision. Also, and um, yeah, also I think it, it would mean something to a lot of people. So good in that. <laughs> really, I thought he was the weakest part. <laughs> really? I thought he was. That I was, thought he was yeah, that funny was, as hell. No, I, I didn't. I thought. Yeah, we, we, I don't. That's a separate, you know, separate. Debate. If you're listening, yeah. I guess. Yeah, I'll just. We can have a brief discussion about that movie if we want because we haven't talked about it at all. If you're listening to this, you haven't <laughs> seen it. No, maybe some slight spoilers ahead, but uh, I thought he was really funny and good in it until his big turn like i don't think he was believable in that turn me neither but i guess it that didn't like i think that's it didn't part of what the, they like, kind of want i don't know I, i'm torn on it because i think mm-hmm. they kind of want you to feel like oh but he's just this cute little innocent guy like that's part of the whole thing but i also don't think it really i just don't think it worked uh, he, he wasn't I able was to like, sell fuck it fuck him he's got to get i, I wanted to <laughs> I, I bought it i, I could kind of maybe see i'm coming. just happy see my <laughs> where my kind of um sort of like not fully buying into that moment came because i i felt it was a bit predictable like like the way they were setting him up like i knew like all roads were leading to him eventually becoming the villain Uh, see they they, i'll admit Um, they did get me i didn't i i wasn't uh yeah i wasn't expecting i got got I just feel that, like that movie. Yeah, it just it it strikes a weird tone, and that's why it's interesting that it's that know, that was one of the parts I loved. I, I'm shitting on this movie that I I need to root for on Oscar night, but uh, I don't know. I guess I just felt like for an Oscar movie, right? Like for a movie that's considered one of the best of the year, that's considered to have one of the best screenplays, some of the best direction. It's a special year. It's really just like a rom com, at least in terms of tone and and uh, and direction. Like it's not really all really. That. I, I'd call it more of like a revenge thriller type oh well it, it, that is a genre but it's it, i feel like it speaks the language of a of a rom-com yeah for and sure. like and like not a good one either which i think all these things are intentional <laughs> but it just feels a little like um i don't know it just feels kind of corny in a lot of ways. um are there any final movies you guys are surprised weren't picked i will say the the one thing that i kind of struggled with in my final pick it was it was a sexier pick than hillbilly elegy for sure I was very close to picking to five bloods for best score. Uh, that was the only other thing. Yeah, that crossed my mind. Not that I think it's likely, but it could be the kind of thing again where we talk about these sort of like you know throwing them a bone type type uh, awards. Um, yeah, that could be where they're like, oh, we realize that we snubbed that movie pretty hard. Here, here's your Oscar. Uh, the one that I was gonna pick, and it 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 really would have been purely all heart, no no brain. It would have been pieces of a woman. Uh, I uh-huh. don't think Vanessa Kirby stands a very good chance of winning. Um, she's probably like the, the biggest long shot out of out of the group. But she's my personal yeah. favorite out of those that group. I thought her performance in that movie was excellent. Uh, so I, I kind of wanted to pick it just to be able to root for it. But um, I figured it was worth playing playing the game a little bit more. Cool. Cool. And any final any other, thoughts? Uh... Yeah. And any final thoughts on on any of these? these movies or anything about the, the nominations as a whole that we didn't really get to touch on. I mean, yeah, I, I mean, said uh, it, you go I, I, was, 
I was just gonna say I said it at the top of the episode, so I'm gonna say it at the at the end of it too. Um, the Oscars they did a great job with the with the nominations. Um, again, I'm I'm not sure that their task was uh, super super difficult this year. Um, because of the few limited releases and the fact that we can pretty easily identify at least the top five or six movies of the year. Um, outside of the father, I think uh, we've seen all of the major movies, right? The Golden Globes, the Golden Globes yeah. is an anomaly. It's just I'll, <laughs> leave leave it I'll to them saying, to screw anything like, up. But <laughs> complete alternate reality. Could you imagine the discourse on Twitter if Malcolm and Marie was nominated for anything? <laughs> oh, that would be that would have been I, so. That crossed my mind if that was. Oh my god! If that got like costume design, even though yeah, obviously, <laughs> it's just one play. person wearing a dress and a suit. But like, honestly, I, yeah, I feel honestly, like the most there... infuriating award for Malcolm and Marie would have been screenplay, original yeah. screenplay. Would have oh, been yeah. the most infuriating oh, God, award. Imagine. And Sam we Levinson we has to get the award. About that for thir- oh my God, they have to call Sam Levinson's name. Oh, that would have been miserable. <laughs> I, pro- yeah, I, can, I can Visionary say, director Sam Levinson. You can, you can quote me on this in decades from now. You know, so people can come back and listen to this podcast and, and prove me wrong if it if it's ends up being a freezing cold take. But... You will never hear Sam Levinson's name at the Oscars. I am, I am <laughs> almost certain of that. That you will never hear his name uttered at this ceremony, unless it is part of the in memoriam. I'm not eighty or ninety years that. after his life. <laughs> well, see, I'm not confident about. Here's that. the thing, Corey. Here's the thing. In a couple, in like decades from now, it's going to be Gen Zers who make up the Academy, and I think Gen Zers will love <laughs> Sam Levinson. Yeah. Like all the people that are watching Euphoria now. We'll make up the academy in twenty or thirty years. Um, uh, I can already imagine a, a wave of Gen off. Z filmmakers, like you know, five ten years from now, a wave of young Gen Z filmmakers who basically just mimic the style of Sam, Sam Levinson. It, it's it's just mm-hmm. an hour and a half of TikTok dances. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then pe- and then t- reviewers TikTok being like, edit. "This was a true zeitgeist of the time." Like, <laughs> fuck up. <laughs> but yeah, I'm, I'm with you, Samir. The task probably wasn't as difficult this year, but. Uh, I do think they mostly got it right. I'm happy to really all I wanted was to see this, the love for Sound of Metal. Mm-hmm. I was scared Sound of Metal might even get shut out from the best picture category and just be on the outside looking in uh, on some of those those types of categories. So the fact that it's well represented is already a win in my book. Uh, and you can't really ask for much more than that. But we could have some surprises ahead. I mean, I don't if we did this, this if we had this podcast last year and did this for the Oscars last year, I don't think Parasite. Would have been the would first. Would have gone like fifth round or fourth or fifth round. Yeah, I don't think it would have been, been even been a first like round a, pick. This is a pure, yeah, like this is a purely heart pick. Like I just want to see this win. Right. So you know, and, who, who knows? There could. And I would have picked Marriage Story first overall and gotten zero awards. No, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. So um, that is that's kind of the fun of this. I do think this year we're just dealing with like a smaller window of movies, and so we might not have those kinds of of like, you know huge shockers, but. I'm sure there's at least one or two in store, which yeah, I would, was, would build uh, well for for my board. I was see my philosophy. I was, go ahead, Dean. Um, I was shocked that uh, Sonic the Hedgehog did not get any. <laughs> oh my god! Any representation? I, I know that would have been your first round pick. Yep. Yeah. See my my philosophy with this, the way this award show is going to work is that they agree with us in terms of the nominations. They made that clear exactly in which movie is included in what conversations. Um. It's not a, it's not perfect by any means, but um, it's still pretty good. So, with that same line of thinking, if it's the same sort of people making these decisions, I have a pretty good uh feeling that they'll agree with me in terms of 
who deserves the award too for these. Um, which is why I, at least I could say I can be more confident in my first couple picks at least, just because it's kind of like, okay, well, if if you're saying that if you're nominating Sound of Metal this much, that means that you must really like it, and if you must really like it. I also really liked it, and I think it deserves to win some of these categories. So you might agree with me, is what I'm trying to say. Yeah, I, I know we I know we hate when we do this, but I I do I do want to plug this just because it was it is like an article I'm I'm a little proud of. Uh, Sam mentioned earlier, you know, my love for Holy Motors. I recently oh. wrote an article for this website, <laughs> this did. website, uh, film credits, film dash cred dot com, uh, which I also just just for you guys or for anyone listening who likes writing about movies, I recommend the site. For anyone, anyone can pitch to the site at any time, uh, and they they seem to be pretty receptive to ideas. So if you're ever looking for a place to get your work published, they charge they pay you cool. they pay you ten dollars to write to write the article. So you know per word you spend it on better than better than zero dollars. I stick and poke. I immediately uploaded it to to DraftKings if that gives you a sense of oh of my our little Howard <laughs> yeah. Howard Rat Howard Rat through Ratner. and through. That's 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 the next movie I want to write about. But yeah, it'd mean a lot if, <laughs> if you were to check that out. My, I talk about oh, holy motors we and, do uh, a joint article. and the, the era of streaming, and uh, I make all the same obnoxious anti-capitalist uh, arguments that I make on this stretching. podcast week in and week out. KG, you should be stretching. <laughs> you should be <laughs> All right. Well, I, I would love okay, to write about that movie. I feel like <laughs> yeah. I never did the proper uncut gems kind of think piece that it deserves. That's same that's here, that's a here. different. Uh, <laughs> yeah. All right. Anyway, I am Corey Stillman. Alongside me is Dane Holtz. Sam Maricali and Samir Yelpergata. We are the It's All Film and Games podcast. Thanks for listening to this special edition of our Oscars draft. Stay tuned as we uh, prepare for the Oscars all month long. Oscars are late this year. I think they're in like late April. All month um, so long. We'll all be, month fit. long. We're, yeah. we're so, but we'll be here all, all along the way. To, Give it up for day 24. <laughs> Thanks for listening, folks. Adios.